Hey, Diggs, welcome to Dennis in the Know, your backstage pass to current trends, politics, and education in the dental world. We are dentistry source for honest, relevant information. And with that in mind, this is JB's News on the Go with Dennis in the Know. So introducing to you with all the relevant information, Dr. Jennifer Bell. So I'm sure you saw Chad sort of floated out the teaser post about Aspen Dental. And it brings up a couple of things. So first off, just for those of you who were not dialed into Facebook this week or the news outlets, Aspen Dental had a major cybersecurity event. It impacted over a thousand offices, which is a pretty big hit. And um, I think it impacted their EHR, their scheduling. I mean, you know how our um, practice management software controls the finances, the patient schedule, their access to records, like everything is sort of housed within your single um, EHR software. And so um, it was a pretty big impactful event. And I don't know what the long-term consequence of this is, but I'm trying to equate it to other data breaches that happen. And let's take a like Target had a big event that happened a few years ago. They're subject to all the financial data breach piece of that. But we have a unique uh, challenge because we're not only subject to the financial part of folks identifying information, social security number, if you happen to have credit cards on file or any of that type of stuff. But then you add the HIPAA piece to it as well, which adds an extra level of regulation, complication, fines, fees, et cetera. And as of today, I haven't seen an update except that on the Aspen website, it now has a press release about the challenges that they're having of getting their offices back up and running. And so I do think it's hit them pretty hard. I do think that they are struggling to be able to meet the needs of the patients in their communities and get them back into the practice. Um, And I'm sure financially that's been a big hit too. But my point in bringing all of that up is we're all subject and vulnerable to that same liability, whether we see millions of patients or, you know, our 1,500 to 2,000 in our small private practices. So, you know, if they're subject to it, then we all are as well. And this um, was a pretty big hit for them. And, And just a friendly reminder to make sure that we have our ducks in a row uh, when it comes to trying to protect our servers as best as we can. And I'm going to use this as an educational opportunity for my team to um, remind them as well about not clicking on links and uploading things we don't know about. Not We don't check our personal emails on our work computers and just those types of things that are just general good practice to protect the web space that we're operating in. Um, but I've had local friends that got hit as well. So I know it's it can happen and it is prevalent. Um, a couple other things that have come up this week. We've talked about this a few weeks now, but, um, you know, a continued effort and focus is being placed on workforce challenges in the dental space, actually in healthcare in general. So HRSA <clears throat> continues to meet with committee members from Congress to talk about um, strategies and to better understand the current challenges of workforce issues within medicine. It's not just um, exclusive to the dental field, but also 
the general scope of the medical community is suffering from being able to find good qualified staff, doctors, support team members, um, licensed professionals, et cetera. So they're trying to understand better the gap. How do they meet that more effectively to solve access to care issues as well as fill empty and open positions? It'll be interesting to talk to our guests tonight because the one thing that I do know about dental workforce is that we are graduating more dentists this year in 2023 and again in 2024 than we will have graduated in the last 20 years in a collective year, probably getting back closer to 1980 numbers. And so it'll be interesting to see, do we have a, do we have a physician or a doctor workforce issue or do we have support staff issues and are we graduating enough of those support staff members to come in and backfill those empty positions with existing practitioners and new practitioners? So uh, I don't have all the magic answers, but I think that's a big piece of this that we need to be watching. Lastly, interesting turn of events. So I'd mentioned just a few weeks ago, as the emergency standard is getting removed from the COVID pandemic, that was going to turn off the faucet on a large proportion of individuals who are on Medicaid funding. So for patients that had been receiving Medicaid funding throughout COVID, because there was a law or regulatory um, statement in place that did not allow states to remove individuals from the Medicaid role during an emergency, um, that was going to shift once the emergency ended. I think the official date was mid, mid-May, mid-May. Well, New York State, in an interesting turn of events, the court has ruled in favor of leaving individuals on the Medicaid roll as long as it's medically necessary. So that puts 5 million more individuals back on government subsidies for medical care and dental care. Um, obviously, there's some concerns about funding the programs and continuing to support that. And then there was a lot of banter today about what would be deemed medically necessary. What would the qualifications really need to be in order for um, a dentist or a medical professional to be able to say, yes, in fact, we need to do this procedure because it's medically necessary. It just starts to get in that very gray area, which we don't really have good parameters around even now. For dentists, you want to bill for medical and they want to try to move benefits to medical. What's the gray area of is this medically necessary dental treatment or not? Uh, so anyway, New York has gone on as the first state to buck the system on this uh, new change. And we're seeing uh, an additional five million to remain on the Medicaid roll moving uh, through the latter half of 2023. So we'll see what that does for them financially. And with that, that's the news. And that wraps up another podcast for Dentists in the Know. On behalf of Dr. Jennifer Bell, Dr. Chad Duplantis, and myself, remember that we've got a great profession. So let's make it a great day, Dinks.